Hello, this is World Explosion with Pastor Daniel Olubodi of Royal Priesthood Ministries. God ordained us as kings for royalty and priests for loyalty unto him. We are commissioned with the gospel of reconciling men back unto God. According to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18, All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. There is success and there is fulfillment. Many people are successful in life but are never fulfilled. The Lord has commissioned us with the mandate of enthronement and we are here to help you find fulfillment in life. Please subscribe to this podcast channel on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts and every other place you get your podcast from. Also connect with us on the interwebs on Facebook at Royal Priesthood Ministries. You can follow me on Twitter at Oyelowodan. Reach me on WhatsApp plus 234-8035-365-105. Also, visit our website royalpriesthoods.ng. Remember, there's heads behind that hood, royalpriesthoods.ng. For more amazing content in audio, video, and journals. Don't forget to subscribe for our daily devotionals on our website. Please, also, don't hesitate to share your testimonies with us at info at royalpriesthoods.ng or my personal Gmail, priesthoods001 at gmail.com. Always remember, you are a royal priesthood. Father, to join from your spirit to my spirit. I am lighted by your word. And with your breath of life. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. The word of the Lord says, He sent forth His word unto Jacob, and it lighted upon the Holy Spirit. Father, as your word comes, it will illuminate our spirit, soul, and body in the mighty name of Jesus. This word shall not leave us the same way it met us in the mighty name of Jesus. At the end of everything, Lord, we shall have full cause to glorify your holy name. For in Jesus' mighty and wonderful name, we have prayed. How many people are saying that amen? Amen. Amen. That's better. That's better. Amen. Last week, we started the message, the battle of the youth. The battle of the youth. And we saw many things about the battle. Uh, We spoke about two points last week. We spoke about two points. And uh, as time will permit us, we spoke about the the question of identity. And we looked at the example of Jesus. After the devil had tempted him, after the 40 days temptation, he came again with some temptation and asked him, if you are the son of God, turn these loaves of, turn these stones into bread. And Jesus answered him, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. Jesus is the son of God. Satan himself knew that Jesus is the son of God. That he wanted to know whether Jesus knew his real identity. And he said, tell these stones, turn these stones into bread. He said, no, I don't have to. It's not all by eating. It's not all by what I put into my mouth. 
Many people have lost their identity because of food. Many people have lost their identity because of food, because of what they will eat. Esau in the Bible is an example. He is the first son. Though they were twins, but he's the first that came out. And ordinarily, he's the one that is entitled to the birthright. But when he came back hungry that day, his twin brother said, Sell your birthright to me. You just say it. You just say it that you have given your birthright to me. And because he did not value his identity, he did not know his identity, he said, what is birthright to me? You can have it, just give me food. And he lost his identity because of food. Many people like that, they have lost their identity because of food. You see, uh, you see people, it's not all about um, uh, uh, sexual gratification now. You see people that they have lost their identity Maybe a man of God. Everybody looks at him and says he's a pastor. And they keep money in his care and say, We know that pastor will not, will not sit now. And they come back to ask for the money. Pastor don't chop the money. The identity. If he knows his identity, he wouldn't have gone into that. But because he does not know his identity, he misses it. He misses it. Jesus knew his identity. He said, No, I don't have to. I am the son of God that I am. Many people will come and talk to you, your peers, your friends, people who associate with talk to you and say, everybody is doing it now. If you know, if you know that you know, we are to let us. For example, people are jumping something and they say, you know you can jump it. And I say, if you know that you can jump it, so you are jumping, let us. If you, if you know that you are yourself, you don't have to jump it to prove to them. Tell them, I don't have to jump it. Say, you are not hard, eh? All, our, all, all of us that we call yourself our, uh, that we call ourselves your friend, we are smoking. You, you are saying you don't smoke. We are taking and smoke, John. Nothing will happen. Or you, do you think it's only you that is doing this? Or you only think, no, I don't have to smoke to prove myself to you. I don't have to, to fornicate. I don't have to use drugs. I don't have to lie. I don't have to do the wrong things to prove myself to you. Man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. I don't have to lose my identity to please anybody. I am who I am. I am who I am. The real you is inside of you. The real you is inside of you. You may not have money in your pocket. And they look at you and say, you don't matter. Don't let it move you. Your identity inside is what matters. Your identity inside is what matters. And that is what God is looking at. And we look, the second point we looked at is association. Association, we talk about mentorship and we talk about peers. Peers. A lot of youths are under pressure because of peers. Peer pressure. They call it peer pressure. They look at it, you are in the higher institution. Maybe there are four people in the room and three are going to party. You come on, let us go to this party. Say, no, I'm a Christian, I'm not going to the party. They now come back. They are now just so bored. This party is sweet. Dad, will not be on the day in one corner looking at them. They try to enjoy themselves. Don't let it move you. Don't let it move you. Don't let sin entice you. Don't let what they are, whatever they are doing entice you. Look at me, I have three boyfriends. You too, you can have boyfriend now. Look at me, I have girlfriend. You too, you can have girlfriend now. Look at me, I lied to my parents when I was, when I was a teenager. One of the wrong steps that I took in, in essence, we were going to listen there. 
He, he don't chop your own lesson money. They gave me my own as I wanted to go and pay. He said, you pay that money. Come on, let us eat it, Job. The lesson money that we covered three months, one time. We spent that money in less than one week. And when we spent that money finished, I started running up and down like a fugitive. Anytime the coordinator comes and says the people that have not paid the horizon. Now, the coordinator knows that some of us, our parents have given us money, but we did not pay. So he will not be looking for us. Oh yeah, if you have not paid, stand up. He will not flog the people that, do not, that have not paid. So because of that, we were not going to lessen it. We will go to... The lesson is not far from the stadium. We will sit one place and wait for them till when they open the stadium. One day, the man, God save me, daddy. The man just cornered and came. He started pursuing us. <laughs> man, I just grabbed my bag. This boat, grab my bag, one tiny window like that. Pew! I escaped through the window. I ran. This guy pursued me inside the bush. I ran, he did not catch me. We were like, I think we were two or three. He pursued us, he did not catch us. But you know one thing? Somebody, that place where we were doing lessons is far from my home. Somebody saw me. My father is an influential person from our town. And he said, is that not the son of Susususu? Imagine the son of an influential person. Even if I go home and tell them that I have lost this money, they will give me another one to go and pay. But because of what I have done, I knew that is wrong. I could not even, and I will leave home that I'm going to lessen. I could not ask them to give me another money. They now told my mom in church that we saw your son. We flew throughout the wind. They were pursuing him. You trust our mothers now. When we got, when I got home that night, I was the lesson. Ah, fine. Let me see your lesson notes. I went and carried my school notes and showed her. Yeah, I thought I was wise. She was in the bathroom. She just sent me to go and drop some things in her room. And when I entered the room, the room was dark. My mind told me something is not right. My mind did not go to that incident. But as I entered the room, I just stood in the middle of the room in the dark room and something is not right. This woman doesn't send me this kind of message like this. The door just opened behind me. She on the light. I didn't even talk. She said, why are you standing in the middle of the room like that? I said, mommy, something is not right. She said, yes, something is not right. Somebody saw you flew out of the window today at lesson. What happened? I just opened up. I said, the man wanted to beat us. We, we did something wrong. I was in the wrong company. She asked the cane for me in the corner of the room. She just brought out the cane and flogged nonsense come up for my head that day. Peer pressure. He made me spend that money and I suffered for it for one month. It even affected my exams in school at that point in time. Peer pressure. Peer pressure. So you must learn to avoid peer pressure. Don't let anything pressure you. Don't let anything pressure you. When worry starts coming, one of my friends says, worry is like the dark room. Worry is like a dark room. And in photography, my cosmate is here. We went to the same situation together. You remember that course, photography? You develop negative inside dark room. So when you allow worry, you are putting yourself in the dark room. And when you are in the dark room, your negative is being developed. Negative things is when you'll be thinking of negative, this like no even balance. 
That's the, that's the usual slang they say now, that life is not balanced. This life no balance. See, some people they up, then then they do. Me, I'm up. Regardless of where I am now, I am up too. So don't let anything, don't let anybody put pressure on you. Now, let us look at the third point. Third point, we are moving on. Battle of immorality. Battle of immorality. We are looking at the battle of the youth. That is the topic. Number three point. Battle of immorality. Let's turn our Bible to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. We are reading from verse 18. It says, Shun immorality. Every other sin which a man commits is outside the body. But the immoral man sins against his own body. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, which you have from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Battle of immorality. In this present world that we are, one of my friends that is in America, we got talking one day. He said, then, you know how kissing used to be then? When a man and a woman kiss, then you'll be like, hi! <sighs> kissing became nothing. You can kiss even somebody that you are meeting, na 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 na. Sex has come to that level whereby you don't even have to know the person before you engage in sex again. It has become that cheap in this age that we are. It's not everybody that is doing it. Don't let anybody deceive you and say, I'm talking to the youth now. Don't let everybody, anybody deceive you that it's everybody that is doing it. I saw a video, a lady, 50-something years. She said, I'm still a virgin. She was not married at that point in time. 50-something years. I can confidently say of my sister, when she got married, she got married around 40. She married as a virgin. I'm talking to the youth now. Do not, do not yield yourself to the pressure of immorality. It's not about sex, you know. There are other vices that people do that, that, that are immoral. We see habits that are immoral, masturbation. We see people using um, toys, um, all manner of things. We see bestiality. We see man and man, woman and woman. You see, <laughs> there are some things that you can't even complain. It's even better that you are running after a woman. The man and man. That to the, it shows the extent to which devil has corrupted this world. Battle of immorality. And it is one way that the devil is fighting the youth of this day. One of, another of my friends that, uh, that, that is in America too. He said, when her when daughter got to, when they did her 11th year birthday, he said, he just look at the girl, that the girl that started showing the futures of uh, she's developing, becoming an adolescent. He said, the first thing that came to his mind was that, how, how will this girl live her life in this society without being corrupted? When he was sharing it with me, I said, it's from now that you continue sharing the word of God to her. Let her know her true value. Let her know her true self. Let her know that she must not bend to any pressure. It's not all about money that makes people bend to uh, immorality. There are things that make people bend to immorality. And look at her and say, I will do it. It's my life. I can. But one thing about immorality is that 
you are not sinning against God, you are committing a sin against yourself. You are committing a sin against yourself. I've once been there and I paid some price. My wife said I should not be talking about it again. But let me just let me just mention it. I met with a, uh, one of my girlfriends then. I never knew that she was a possessed person. And I met with her and took some things from her life. When we prayed, God restored those things back. When God revealed about her to me, I went and confronted her. She said, Yes. She said, Anybody that sleeps with her that is finished for them. He said, what, I said, what about me? He said, she just like me, that I passed some tests that she placed on the ground. Ah, I didn't even take that as face value. I still went and prayed and said, anything that anybody has taken from my life. Now, don't be careless. Don't be careless. Among the examples that we looked at in the first part of this message, Amnon saw her half-sister and said, I want to lie with her. And he laid with the lady he had what he wanted from her and after that threw her away two years later he lost his life because of enjoyment of some few minutes he lost his life absalom did not forgive him he made sure that he killed him a lady said one time she said hey, those guys that think that they are sleeping with her that, do they think that it is hard that they are sleeping with that they are sleeping with pigs that when they come she give them pigs and the man would come out and say, Ha! I don't enjoy myself. One day I was outside in Lagos. A lady just passed. And God opened my eyes to see the kind of person that was passing. Not too far from there, one guy said, Ha! I don't chance that again. I just looked, I don't know the guy. I said, Which church do you attend? He said, Well, you look at me. I said, Why you attend the church that I attend? I said, Go find where prayer hope is. Because that person, when you think you chance, now he chance you. <laughs> He didn't understand what I was saying, and I was not trying to make him understand because I don't want a situation whereby he would not begin to say, ah, his life don't bend. Make the concert and move. Now you by yourself were carrying to that. Now, you must understand that sexual immorality, you are doing yourself a great evil. It is the least of the requirements by God to partake of the holy bread. To partake of the body of Christ. 1 Samuel chapter 21. 1 Samuel chapter 21. The Bible I'm reading for, from is Revised Standard Version. That is King James. I read from verse 1. Then came David to Nob, to Ahimelech, the priest. And Ahimelech came to meet David, trembling, and said to him, why are you alone and no one with you? And David said to Ahimelech, the priest, The king has charged me with a matter and said to me, Let no one knew, know anything of the matter about which I send you and with which I have charged you. I have made an appointment with a young man for such and such a place. Verse 3. Now then, what have you at hand? Give me five loaves of bread, or whatever is here. Verse 4, our point of emphasis. And the priest answered David, I have no common bread at hand, but there is a holy bread, if only the young men have kept themselves from women. If only the young men have kept themselves from women. Look at what that priest said in that place. 
They wanted to partake of the holy bread. Who are the people that eat that holy bread? They are the priests. The Levites are the ones that have exclusive right to eat that bread. Now, uh, David is not a Levite. And he came and met that priest. The priest said, we don't have any food. They said, the shoe bread that has been placed before the altar of God. That, and the only criteria which you, that you are not a Levite, can make you to eat of that bread is if you have not come close to women. And he said, you know that anytime we are going to war, we don't come close to women. And he said, you can have it. Now, the body of Christ, I'm not talking of the church now, the communion, whether you take it in faith or out of faith, if your body you have given you to immorality, it won't work for you. That's the implication of that place. The immorality we are talking about now is we should not even entertain it in our heart. In the book of Matthew chapter 5 verse 28, Jesus said anybody that has looked at a woman lustfully have committed, have committed fornication with her already. See, a man, we are moved by what we see. You see, once man sees the negative don't print inside the hard disk to delete and the heart. You need to flip the blood of Jesus. Blood of Jesus. Blood of Jesus. Blood of Jesus. There are some things you will look at like this. You want to remove your hair, but there's a spring that is carrying your hair that you push it. My eye will do <laughs> My eye will not look at this thing again. I must convert my eye from this thing. No, I'm not going to look at it again. Now, he said, except the men have kept themselves from women. Woman is not the problem, but immorality is the challenge. Once you engage in immorality, even if you eat it from now to tomorrow, you are eating it in corruption. It can even be a poison to the system. But when you, are, you, are, you, are, you, you do not give yourself to immorality and you partake of the communion, it will work for you. You will not stand like a priest too. Why? Because you are clean from inside to outside. Shun immorality. Shun immorality. And every appearance of it resists the devil and it will flee from you. Abi? Now, the same, and I know and it's, it's James that said that, that resists the devil and it will flee from you. There are two categories of sin. The sin you resist and say, go, that we go. And the sin that you say, ah, it's me that I will run. Immorality is something you run away from. You don't say flee immorality. When you look at it, you see that it's coming like this. You run like your life depends on it. Take off. Take off. Let them look at you and say, You are not hard, man. I'm not hard. Oh, don't let them put you into what to do, what to do. Don't let them push you into something that will bring challenge into your destiny. David was walking on the roof of his palace and he saw a woman. Some people said, I did be the woman that kept, had, had covered herself. Somebody that was taking a bath in her house. That's not the first time she's taking that bath. She used to, that's why she used to take a bath in her house. But unfortunately, that's the first time that David was passing by and he saw it. He could not resist the second look. Like I said last week, Pierce, he will not come to the, to the king's court and say, I saw a woman that was taking a bath there. Who is that woman? No, he knows the people that we are as a Jew. 
So I see one woman with a bath. They say, okay, is it dark in complexion? He said, yes, sir. Natasha bath. How would you say that? King, don't worry. Peers. Because they know what they are doing within themselves. Those kind of people, if you have them in your life, break them off. People that tend you to sin, break them off from you. It is all with us in the mighty name of Jesus. The fourth point, the fourth point, battle of carnality. Battle of carnality. Battle of carnality. Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. So, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was delight to the eyes, and that his tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of it, of its fruit, and ate. And she also gave some to her husband, and he ate. Battle of carnality. Battle of carnality. But if you see the latest events, God, in truth, the latest events is no, it's not even four-wheel drive. Four Azu wheel drive. Have you seen that type? Where you turn the steering like this. It's not only the front two tires that are turning. The back two, they are turning. If you want to reverse, you put it in reverse like this, and you turn like this. Those are two will open. It will make the reverse it be like the car just turn on the spot like this. You know, you look at it and say, oh, what? Now, motto be this. You can't get one thing when they go jalopy, the door they close with a kick. That's when you know a motto from a car. A car, the door will close with two. But motto, kick. <laughs> you know, Esther, you remember that video that you saw, you'll be like, what is this? You thank God for that car when it came. Then you're now looking at it, what is this? that car. Devil will now begin to bring different kinds of suggestions to you that you can do this, you can do that to get the money to get this and you begin to run against your destiny just to get that material thing. A lady told me one time, she said, if I'm not wearing a new dress, I can't go to church. Ah! Your motive of going to church is not going to get blessed, it is to go and show off. And because you are going to church to show off, you cannot be blessed. It's misplaced priority. Carnality. Carnality. The battle of carnality. Because of what people want to wear, or because of the association they want to keep, because of the kind of people that they want to please, because of carnal things. I want to have my own flat in Asokuru. I want to live in an exclusive area. And they begin to do things that are contrary to the will of God for their lives. I've seen people that have run like that. And eventually they got what they were running after. But they do not love that thing after they have gotten it. They don't love it anymore. A lady that I know, she's paying a rent. One point something million, one point, I think one point eight million rent of an apartment that she and only her daughter are staying. She doesn't love it, she doesn't enjoy it anymore. But there was a time she was running after because I want to feel among. Now she's among. I, th- I tell people to be a celebrity is work. To, to become a celebrity is work. And to maintain celebrity 
is harder work. I want to be popular. I want to be known. That is carnality. Devil told Eve. He said, if you eat of the fruit of this tree, you will be like God. You will be like God. Carnality. He appealed to her carnal mind and she fell for it. Many people like that. Because of carnality, they have lost their wholesome destiny. The destiny that God has prepared for them, they lost it and they are no longer in reckoning. That will not be our own portion in the mighty name of Jesus. I say that will not be our portion in the mighty name of Jesus. Second Kings chapter 5. Second Kings chapter 5 from verse 19. Elisha is the one that spoke now. He said to him, Go in peace. But when Naaman had come from him a short distance, Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, said, See, my servant has feared this Naaman, the Syrian, in not accepting from him, from his hand, what he brought. As the Lord lives, I will run after him and get some something from him. So Gehazi followed Naaman. And when Naaman saw him, saw someone running after him, he alighted from the chariot to meet him and said, Is it well? And he said, All is well. My master has sent me to say, They have, they have just now come to see from the hill country of Ephraim two young men of the sons of the prophets. Pray, give them a talent of silver and two festal garments. And Naaman said, Be pleased to accept two talents. And he urged him and tied up two talents of silver in two bags with two festal garments and laid them upon two of his servants. And they carried them before Gehazi. And when he came to the hill, he took them from their hand and put them in the house. And he sent the men away and they departed. 25. He went in and stood before his master. And Elisha said to him, Where have you been, Gehazi? And he said, Your servant went nowhere. But he said to him, Did I not go with you in spirit? When the man turned from his chariot to meet you, was it a time to accept money and garments, olive, orchards, and vineyards, sheep and oxen, men servants and maid servants? Therefore, the leprosy of Naaman shall cleave to you and to your descendants forever. So he went out from his presence a leper as white as snow. Because of carnality, Gehazi bought the leprosy of Naaman. He, because of what he wanted to collect, he collected it and he died a leper. Not only him, he brought leprosy into his lineage. Look at Achan. Achan when there was strict instruction from God, as you are going into this city, destroy everything. But the precious things are for God. And they stole out of that tent. And they dug the inside of their tent and hid, and hid it there. After they went to another war, they, were, they, they beat them and they came back. God said it's this one. And they destroyed it. They stoned their whole family to death. Overcome carnality. Overcome carnality. No matter what, no matter what, overcome carnality. 
don't buy the late, don't run after the latest clothes. Ah, I must wear the latest clothes. Uh, Balenciaga is the one that is raining now. I was washing my shirts one day. There are some shirts that I don't wash inside the washing machine that I use hand to wash. I was washing one, and I just look at the design Balenciaga. So I don't wear this even before these uh, boys just just the talk of uh, all these things. Now, don't because everybody is doing it. I want to do it. You see their trousers. Until you put the something in this place, they will not be doing like this up and down. Ah, this is what is the in thing. How many bankers have you seen dressed like that? How many presidents have you seen dressed like that? How many corporate offices have you entered and you see people dressed like that? But yes, you say that is how you want to do. Carnality. It takes you nowhere. It will take you nowhere. It will take you nowhere. And it's because of many things that people are watching on TV that is causing all these things in their lives. One day, an Awusa boy, born and bred in the northern part of Nigeria, that has never visited any Yoruba state in his life before, near my place. He started, he was singing one of these holiday uh, songs. And he sang it from beginning to the end. Singing the Yoruba part like he's a Yoruba boy. I sat there, I was looking at him, I get time, you know me. I waited for him, and after I finished singing, I said, ah, Confess, did you hear Yoruba? He said no. Did you understand all those things? I said no. And he heard everything. <laughs> one for one, he sang everything from beginning to the end. Pressure. Affinity. Because he has made himself close to those kind of things. Now bring Bible. Let him come and read. Or bring such a person to service. He will not stay 10 minutes before he starts dozing. Because it will look alien to his spirit. It will be like he's inside in the wrong, he's in the wrong place. The thing will be doing him, stand up, stand up, stand up, get out of, get out of here. No! No! Watch what you even watch on the screen. Watch what you watch on the screen. Be careful of what you look at in the screen. So many of these videos that are up and down. I don't watch it, big brother, Africa. I don't watch it. I saw the video and I was reading online. A lady that was disqualified for, among other things, immorality. After she was disqualified. Foolish Nigerians. That are saying Nigeria is not working. Things are scarce. They have raised 9.20 million for the game that they were going to give up. Foolish people. And there are people who are hungry up and down. If I know one person, one person like that, I'll be waiting for him to the day we say, Nigeria is not working. I'll say, don't make me hungry here. Foolish people. They are donating out of their hard earned money to somebody that is already established. Misplaced priority. Battle of Canality. Make sure that you win that battle. As childhood, when you win that battle of Canality, you will become a superstar in life. While I was in the University of Lagos, I looked at one thing. I looked at life. There were some guys that were happening guys on campus. And I began to look at that turn around in almost all universities and higher institutions in Nigeria. Happening guys on campus don't turn out to be happening people in real life. It is those boys that have two, three shirts that sit in the front and second row in school that turn to celebrity in life. You see that they will say CEO of this company, CEO of that company. Which school did you go to? I went to uh, University of Ibadan. Ah, what's it? Who are you? I don't even know you say, I am that small boy. They say, Oh, that's one boy that used to sit in the front of the class. Hey, yeah. He graduated with first class because he has his priorities right. 
Don't follow everything that they are doing. My friends are doing it. Don't, don't, don't overcome the battle of carnality. Let's move on. And the last one, the battle of vision. You must win this battle. The battle of vision. The battle of vision. That is the fifth one. Joseph did not lose sight of God's vision for his life. Joseph had a vision. God gave him a vision. And vision is different from vision. Vision is the plan and will of God for your life. Ambition is what you want to become. Now, God gave Joseph a vision when he was a, a, he was a teenager. This is what I want to do with your life. He did not lose sight of that vision. When temptations came, he did not lose sight. Some school of thought said that he was under um, spiritual pride. Because when he had that dream the first time, and his brothers wanted to, they were angry with him. When he had that second dream, he should be intelligent enough not to tell them that I have another dream. But he told them the dream again, spiritual pride. Trying to emphasize to them that what God has said, God looked at it and said, you have to get out of this place and go to school of hard knocks. They wanted to kill him. They threw him inside the world. They didn't kill him again. They sold him out. And when he started looking at it, and, ah, life is coming up in Potiphar's house. Thank God I am still put to eat. They have made me the head of the servant in this place. The wife of Potiphar came and said, sleep with me. If you have slept with that woman, you will be eating to two meals instead of one. Anywhere he wants to go, he will be going there. Because where that they, uh, they vibrate, they say they vibrate there. And Oga will not know. And that is only that woman that will know that say that the main Oga be busy because he will see the other. But now, <laughs> but now he said, How can I, I commit this great sin against God? No, he said, How can I do this great wickedness? and commit sin against God. He first of all saw it as wickedness and said sin against God. Look at it. In that time, Potiphar can just wake up one day without any of the servants doing anything wrong. I just feel like killing this one. They will bring him and kill him. Abi? Resisting, saying no, could mean untimely death for him. Because you know that if they have said no, <laughs> if this woman go and report to a guy, they will kill you. But yet, he still said that no. If I would have let me die, I won't do it. Because he has a sight on the vision of God for his life. And he did not lose that vision. When he became prime minister, you know, he too will look at himself that day. I woke up in the prison this morning. Now, I am inside my house as a prime minister. You see? It's me with this. God, you are wonderful. You'll be looking at it. And it is because he did not lose sight of his vision. What about Daniel? In the book of Daniel, chapter 1, verse 8, the word of the Lord says, And Daniel proposed in his heart that we will not eat of the king's riches, king's food. We will not eat it. We will not drink the wine of the king. We will not partake of this thing. Nutritionists, I'm still looking at it. Can, is there any food you will eat in 10 days that it will start showing in your body that you are eating? You understand the point I'm trying to make? They say, test us for 10 days. 
At least one month before you know that something will begin to show in your life. That uh, uh, God on the my skin don't they come out. Ten days is too short. They say test us for ten days. And the you know say, okay, we'll test you for ten days. And they were eating only beans and drinking water. And after ten days, the word of the Lord says they were better than those people. Better than those people. They knew where they were going. It is only those four that will remember their names in the book of Daniel. All the others that came from Judah with them, we did not remember the name of it. They did not even mention any name of it. They, they, they faded out like that. Don't fade out. Stand true to that vision that God has given your life. Stand true to it. Stand true to it. Wait upon the Lord for that vision. David refused to go through shortcuts to the throne. He had the opportunity to kill Saul. How many of us read the book of Matthew? It's all this William Shakespeare story. He killed the king to become the king because the prophecy had come ahead of him. David had the same opportunity to kill Saul, but he did not kill him because he knows that God's vision for his life is that I will be king. I will be king. It's not by helping the vision. He didn't help the vision. He cut a little piece of the garment of, um, of King Saul. The word of the Lord says, His mind smote him that, like he has cut the king. I've done wickedness because of the vision, because of the vision of God for his life. There was a time that after Saul and Jonathan died, a fool, stupid, came and said, They have died. How did you know that they have died? <laughs> to buy himself to David so that David can reward him. He said, when he wanted to die, he called me that I should strike him so that the enemies will not kill him. He said, what tribe are you? He said, ah. He first of all went among Saul and Jonathan. He now came back to him and said, you did not fear that you want to lay your hand upon the Lord's anointed. That same Saul that wanted to kill him, he still regarded him as God's anointed. He said, no, don't go and hang him that his cut was hung on the tree from morning to night and they hung the fool why he lied on himself just to just to appease somebody what what for the vision of god for your life you need to seek god in prayer to understand it god what is your plan for my life what is your vision for my life what do you want for me it doesn't matter where you are giving birth to it doesn't matter your background it doesn't matter where you are coming from. The most important thing is that you have that vision of God in front of you. You have the vision of God in front of you. And every day, every day, you keep at it. You keep at it. Habakkuk. Habakkuk chapter 2 from verse 1. He said, I will take my stand to watch and station myself on the tower and look forth to see what he will say to me. And what I will answer concerning my complaint. And the Lord answered me, Write the vision, make it plain upon tablets, so he may run who reads it. Verse 3 For still the vision awaits its time, it hastens to the end, it will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it, it will surely come, it will not delay. When I was a young boy, if they, if they you know, as, as parents 
elders used to ask them, what do you want to become? That one will say pilot. What do you, I don't know why we used to say pilot. Pilot, engineer, because we thought that's all the money. You call doctor, if they ask me, pastor. I'll just say pastor. I said, you want to become a pastor? Yes. But when I started getting small, small sense, I said, pastor, no, I don't want to do I don't want to be pastor. What do you want to become, doctor? What do you want to become, engineer? What do you want to do here? The something is just changing, 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 changing as life is moving forward. When the call came, I said, God, give me money. Let us, let us sponsor. Let us sponsor the, let us sponsor the work of God. But sincerely, yours truly, I've never regretted one day since I started pastoring. Does it mean that it's all bed of roses? No. There are many times challenges. There are many times we go to bed with tears in our eyes, tears in the spirit, but we still know that God is there. And we still hold on to Him. We bless the name of Almighty God for that. The vision of God for your life shall not be truncated in the mighty name of Jesus. I'm speaking to you, youths. There is a definite plan of God for your life. Don't allow the devil to steal it from you. Bow down your head and begin to bless the name of God for the word that you have heard. Father, we exalt you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. Be thou exalted, O Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm sure you have been blessed by this message the Lord has sent to you. We would love to hear feedback from you. And peradventure, maybe you have prayer points you want us to join hands with you. And pray over. Please send your prayer points across unto us. Our emails, uh, my personal email is priesthoods001, priesthoods, S behind the hoods, 001 at gmail.com. You can drop your comments in this podcast comments section, Word Explosion with Pastor Daniel. You can drop your comment there. We'll definitely see it. You can access us through our website, www.royalpriesthoods.ng. And our email is info at royalpriesthoods.ng. Remember, there is S behind that hood. Info at royalpriesthoods.ng. God bless you.